Andy from the Fried Egg. He's got a website, friedegg.com, big golf uh, website. They're big on uh, golf architecture there. A lot of good stuff. They have a podcast, too, as well. I listened to the one with Gil Hans last week. Really interesting stuff. So you should go check him out. Andy, how are you doing? And thanks for coming on on this Sunday night. Hey, thanks for having uh, me on. It's, uh, I'm doing great just kind of watching the end of this Byron. Yeah, and so the Byron Nelson, we want to have you on because Trinity Forest uh, is a course that not a lot of people knew a lot about going in. I think I was kind of lucky that I caddy there for about 15 months, so I knew a lot about it. And I was interesting. It's interesting seeing what a lot of people from different uh, places were saying about it and what it was. And you really uh, on Twitter were taking a big, big. Uh, like you, you really were looking forward to it, just based on the architecture of what Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw were doing. So, for what the tournament has been going on so far, what have your thoughts been on on the course? I think it's been great. I I think with anything, variety in golf is so important. I think the tour playing a variety of different types of golf courses is important. I think you know when you are at a golf course, having a variety of holes, so. You know, if you look at Trinity Forest, like the different par threes, they all play different yardages in different uh, directions for the wind, and they're, you know, distinctly different golf holes. And then, you know, in terms of golf, I think when you get to watch shorter hitters play against longer hitters, that's the most compelling golf. Like watching Dustin Johnson hit at, say, 350, and a guy like uh, Brian Gay, who was up there on the leaderboard, hit at 260 is really compelling TV uh, versus, you know, if everybody hits it the same way, it gets a little bit boring. So I think Trinity Forest is one of those golf courses where any style player can play well on too, which is, which is great. I will. Yes, I, I totally agree. And it's like, if you've played it, it's some of the most fun golf I've ever had before. Like, there's a ton of chances to make birdies for your average player, and then there you hit in the wrong spot, and there's a ton of chances to make big numbers, especially on what some people think is an easy hole. Like one of the holes you had out was that uh, was number five, drivable par four. Whenever I tell people the hole, they're like, oh, this is an easy birdie, or they think it's a par three. Next thing you know, they hit it in a spot I don't tell them to hit it in, and they're walking off with seven, and they're thinking, how can a hole be that hard? And I think that's just one of the great designs, uh, what, what that brings at Trinity Forest. Yeah, I, I think the greatest architecture brings the higher handicap players and the lower handicap players closer. So I think Trinity Forest does a great job of being challenging for, you know, the scratch player and the professionals while still being very, very playable for a, a junior player, a, a senior, a 18 handicap, a, you know, a woman player. Like, it can be played by everybody. I think that's the brilliance of the design. And then, you know, you look at a hole like five, like, you know, it's a great short par four that you can make. We saw David Duvall made a seven on Thursday without hitting a ball in the water or without hitting it out of bounds, without taking a penalty, penalty stroke. And I think when you get, you know, pin high on a hole, like with a short par four, you hit it up there pin high and one and walk off the green with a five, I mean, that's the real magic of golf is when you, you know, you, that frustration that comes from it. That's why everybody loves it. Yeah, and I know uh, from the caddy tournament last year, the course really wasn't ready last year for the tournament, and that turned a lot of players off by it or their caddies like, oh, don't play here. It's not going to be 
uh, ready. So that's why it was such a weak field. But I don't, I don't know if you've been talking to some players, but all the, all the players that I talked to or heard, heard like through the grapevine about everyone really enjoyed the course, and that I think a lot of the younger players really enjoyed it because it could they could show off some different facets of the game. Like I know Zach Blair, you're close with him on Twitter. He he seemed like he loved the place. Yeah, I I think a lot of guys really loved it. I I saw like a quote um, from. Early in the week, Jimmy Walker said, I love this golf course. I've, I've never played a Corin Crenshaw course I didn't love. Um, a guy that's high up on the leaderboard, Keith Mitchell, um, you know, I, I was talking to him. He, he's like, I absolutely love this place. It rewards you for hitting good shots. It, you know, it, it puts a little bit more of a penalty on players that, uh, that when you hit average shots, you know, it makes it a little bit tougher of a par, a, a par when you, you know, miss hit a shot. And I think, what you saw uh, today was tough. You know, it was a little bit softer, so you, you saw a lot different of a golf course, and the the margin for error is a lot higher when the golf course is softer and the wind's not blowing. But what you saw on Saturday was the leaderboard really separated itself, and and that's something we regularly see at at Augusta and you know the Open Championship, where the really the class players in a given week separate themselves from the rest of the field, and and I, Aaron Wise. Is, you know, it looks like he's going to win this thing, but he's been playing just spectacular golf um, this week. I think he's second in strokes gained off the tee, first in strokes gained approach, and fourth in uh, strokes gained putting. So definitely a deserving champion. No, I totally agree. Hey, Ryan Silva here. I uh, appreciate you coming on. So, you know, Warren kind of alluded to, uh, you know, the, the lighter – you know, um, roster of people playing out here and stuff like that. Do you think that had anything to do with this being a newer course and kind of a different style course than they're used to? We really see link style courses, you know, in the Open Championship, and the fact that you said there, there's it plays tough for your professional, but it's still easy enough for your scratch golf or whatever it is. Do you think that had anything to do with the field being as you know you didn't see as many heavy hitters or big names as you usually do in, in uh, the Byron? Yeah, I think the new course, the the caddy tournament, I, it got kind of a bad rap on tour, and it's like anything, you know. If 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 I said to you, "Hey, um, we're going to change your pay structure," like your natural immediate reaction is negative to it. Right. Um, so this is a different golf course. It's a little bit, you know, you have to play it a little bit differently. But I think the reviews have been raved this week from from players. I think you know Matt Kuchar spoke out about it. Um, and you know, he kind of, he said, well, I didn't like it. It's my job as a pro to figure it out. I think the other factor is obviously like the location being in South Dallas, uh, as opposed to connected to the four seasons, you know, the, the players really, their, their wives loved it. Uh, you know, they'd come down and it would be a vacation for their family, easy to get to the golf course. So I think that also plays a little bit of a factor, but I, I would imagine, you know, it, it, what you see across tours, a lot of the times the best golf courses get the best fields, like Riviera jumps to mind. Um, uh, Harbortown always draws a really good field right after Augusta because, you know, players really enjoy playing that golf course. And it, if this golf course starts to develop that type of reputation and what, we see, what we're seeing this week is the best players are, are playing the best, um, you know, I think you'll see a better and better field year in, year out, as people aren't, you know, terrified of coming to play the golf course. 
Yeah, I I agree with your the four seasons thing and like Dustin Johnson. I remember him saying last year, "I just love I can walk from my hotel room right to the range and be back there." And it's not like oh, I have to drive. The traffic's not terrible, but it could take a half hour there, and it just prolongs the day being away from your family and things along those lines. I think you hit the nail on the head there with that. Do you think that maybe we'll start? I know. Uh, Tour events have like contracts with the courses and sponsorships, but do you think we might, with people seeing the success or the rave reviews about Trinity Force, not saying let's go into a Lynx course, we're going to see more Lynx courses on tour, but maybe some different out of the box, maybe courses to change up just the cookie cutter kind of tree line courses here and there throughout the season? Because, I mean, I don't think a lot of like just casual golf fans could be like, oh, this course is different than that course or like just your your normal tour course yeah i think uh i think it it hopefully should i think with the success i think beyond just different courses is different formats like the zurich tournament down in Mm -hmm. new orleans that they've made a team competition has has been wildly successful and like you look at the field there that today like our last year compared to this year even, and then if you go back to two years ago before they were a team event, it's unbelievable. It was one of the worst fields in golf, and it's become one of the best fields in golf. So so I think doing unique stuff, whether it be through the golf course or whether it be through the format, is really important for the non-big-time events. So you know, if you take away the, the majors, the WGCs, uh, everybody in that area is kind of searching for its identity. Riviera has Riviera, Harbortown has Harbortown, uh, the Zurich has their team format. Being able to have something unique is really key for a for an event. And for for Dallas, they have Trinity Forest. I, I think it's probably one of the five best golf courses on the regular tour schedule, if you exclude the majors. We're here with Andy from the Fried Egg. One final thing I want to ask before we let you go: what um what do you think coming up we, about just uh, looking forward to kind of the heart of the golf season here with the U.S. Open coming up and then the Open Championship and PGA? Like through the summer months, what do you think we're going to do? you think the cream, the crop for the majors, we're going to see another stacked leaderboard like we kind of did at Augusta? Or what do you see going forward? What do you think is going to happen uh, as we get to the heart of the golf season? Yeah, for sure. I think this year we, I mean, we're at a point with golf where we have an un- We've never seen so many top-end players, and what that's going to do is, I mean, every leaderboard in these big-time tournaments is just going to be stacked. I think you look down the world ranking list, and by the time you hit 20, none of those people, if I say, you know, would you be surprised if Tommy Fleetwood won the U.S. Open? Nobody would be like, no. You know, if Mm -hmm. uh, Alex Noren won, nobody would be like, no. So I think what we're we're getting is we're getting an unseen... um, parity and and like this Aaron Wise if he holds on to win this week he's 21 years old he's another future star big time potential and we've got all this talent so I think you're going to see a lot of stacked leaderboards the U.S. Open at Shinnecock should be just phenomenal that's one of the you know top golf courses in in all the world um and you know the like Trinity Forest that's built on sand um even if it rains you'll keep some of that firmness so you know, it's a little bit less susceptible to weather, and I, I expect 
that will be a great tournament. Uh, the the Open at Carnoustie. Carnoustie is one of the hardest golf courses in the world. Um, and then obviously the weather conditions there can be so crazy. I think that will be that, that Carnoustie always produces great champions. And then um, you got the PGA at Belle Reve uh, in St. Louis, which which should be interesting. St. Louis in August is a is a uh. very very hot place. So that'll, yeah. be a, that'll be a test of, uh, of uh, physical conditioning there. Yeah, so before we let you go, what uh, do you got on your podcast coming up and what exciting things you have on the website you uh, got coming up in the next week or so? Uh, yeah, so I got my newsletter kind of gives you a brief rundown of everything going on, so I'll have that going out on Monday. I think I'm going to be doing a podcast about Trinity Forest with Jeff Shackelford tomorrow. So that'll be up uh, tomorrow night. And then uh, got a Tom Doak podcast coming up uh, and uh, just just a bunch of, bunch of other new stuff, a bunch of other new projects coming in. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, taking some time on your Sunday night for joining us here on the Shore Thing. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at the Fried Egg. There's the, it's the underscore fried underscore egg. So thanks for coming on, Andy, and uh, we'll keep following you on Twitter and checking out your stuff. Thanks, guys. I had fun. Have a good night. No problem. Thanks. All right. We'll talk NBA and NHL players when we come back here on the Shore Thing on Talk Radio 1190. Hey, it's Raven, and Rimmel London is here to help you edge your look with a new eye pencil for spring. The Rimmel London Wonder Ombre Eyeliner is a dual-sided creamy pencil that comes in four shades and glides on so smoothly, creating this wild holographic look that brightens your eyes. You can use the dark side of the pencil to line your lids and then run the light side of it over the dark color to create your own holographic ombre. You can easily finesse this versatile pencil for endless looks. Go to Target to score a free Wonder Ombre holographic eyeliner in store. Visit store for more details. Offer ends May 21st while supplies last. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text JUDGE to 42424 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text JUDGE to 42424. That's J-U-D-G-E to 42424. D.